0: Wait, 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 hold up. We've done this before. Let's try something new. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Rage Against the Mainstream, your full spectrum source for all things music, insight, and opinion. Today's date is March twenty second, two thousand and twenty one. My name is Bill, and I'm joined here today, as always, with Steve. No, I'm wondering if, like, at the end of these, like, when I do like the whole intro thing, if we just start doing like WWE like theme music. And you know, and as always, welcoming and then like Stone Cold's oh like Oh god it's like, from the top ropes <laughs> it's Like It's HBK j- 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 Yeah <laughs> Can you smell Woo! <laughs> yeah, definitely. How you doing this uh evening I'm, morning? I'm good man. I'm a little
1: disappointed. It's a little colder than I anticipated.
0: Yeah, well, we had, like, fucking 70-degree days Yeah, I made the day, trip down here, week. and I
1: didn't really pack accordingly. I have no 40-degree uh, weather clothes. <laughs> I <plan laughs> totally packed on 70-degree weather.
0: Luckily for me, my 40-degree weather and my 90-degree yeah, uh, weather yeah, clothes are the same. Yeah, shorts year-round for well, you. Well, I am wearing a long sleeve shirt. Yeah, so. that was
1: confusing when I saw that. That was not very <laughs> becoming of you. Then I wasn't
0: wearing flip-flops. Yeah, it's very Dude. strange. <laughs> on a normal day, I'm wearing flip-flops and shorts. And uh, a T-shirt.
1: Yeah, that's the you know eighty-degree
0: attire, negative two-degree attire It doesn't make a difference. Usually, the footwear changes depending <laughs> on depending on the weather. Really, more so depending on the uh, the day, like yeah. work
1: you tend to be frowned upon at your line of business to walk in on flip flops. <laughs> So I'm assuming that yeah, so that's a time that it's definitely going. To on change. my
0: normal nine to five or seven to three. I'm wearing boots and jeans and <laughs> you know work clothes. You jeans? No. Yeah. Wow. Believe it or not, Very strange. Believe it or not, when I when I'm outside the confines of my house or you know out of like my normal like neighborhood area, I have to wear decent attire. <laughs> pretty sure OSHA would not be down with me wearing fucking shorts and flip-flops yeah, on more, job sites. Yeah, that would
1: probably be a violation.
0: <laughs> yeah. To, like
1: uh do, you know.
0: I'm pretty sure like I'm pretty sure like the person would get a fine and then the company would get a fine.
1: And you would get a stern talking
0: to. Yeah. yeah. And I would get a stern fucking kicking the nuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so um have you encountered anything new or interesting in the past week?
1: Um, so actually I encountered this a little while ago. I failed to mention it, but I actually got around to watching the movie. I think that's why I wanted to wait to hold off on this before I recommended um, it being new and interesting. There was a movie that came out called the Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay. Basically it's a documentary of during the time of the Black Panthers and basically the, you know, Fred Hampton story, the CIA involvement, um, leading up to, you know, the death of the very end there of um you know William O'Neill basically infiltrates you know the, the Black Panther Party and yeah Fred Hampton you know his story it's it's history it's a it's a drama history uh the guy and I I'm apologizing if I pronounce his name wrong Daniel Kaluuya the guy from Get Out oh his okay. main character okay. in Get okay. Out yeah, yeah, yeah. uh and Lakeith Stanfield uh you know lead the roles with you know playing William O'Neill and Hampton, but the movie had a soundtrack. The soundtrack I actually got around to listen to prior to actually watching the movie, and I was actually confused because the soundtrack was recommended to me and I couldn't figure out what it was tied to and realized it was a movie. Um, but the soundtrack, dude, it's it's stacked, it's got a lot of decent songs on it and some very good songs. Nas is on it, Nipsey Hussle does a song with Jay Z, which was my favorite track. Oh, that's cool. Um, ASAP Rocky's on it, Lil Dirk, G Herbo. Um, Polo G. I mean, there's a lot of rappers that made it onto this album. The album runs, you know, about an hour and ten minutes, twenty-two tracks. Um, basically it's Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack, it's inspired album. But it was very good. I thought it was cool because the Nipsey Hustle song with Jay Z. Jay-Z's not totally featured in it, um, but it's it's a good song. You know, yeah. Posthumous song featured on the album Nipsey Hustle, rest in peace. But yeah, the movie, the movie itself, it's more so in that like documentary stage of it um but it is a good story because again it, it's true first of all second yeah. of all it's you know just to know your history about the situation um not trying to make anything political you know if anybody wants to take that for what it's worth but the movie was a good watch it's on HBO Max um, um, sure.
0: Yeah. I don't have anyone to leech that off yeah, of.
1: Yeah, I actually, I had a, yeah, I found, a, I found a, I finally found an HBO uh, Max connect. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a long time going. It's my
0: HBO Max guy.
1: Yeah, I, got, I have, I have one guy that has everything. Except HBO Max. So I had to have a negotiation battle. That's like, funny. What can you provide me? I was like, dude, I'll give you a ride to get haircuts once in a while or something because he gets a, his haircut at the same location I do. I was like, I can do
0: that for you. That's funny. I'll take you there. Yeah, we had to negotiate for his HBO Max subscription. He's going to be like, yo, bro, you've been using up all my HBO Max time.
1: I know. Like that, That's the worst part about it because it's not infer- interfering on anything yeah, that exactly. they are doing. Yeah, Except once in a while you get that, you're already currently viewing somewhere else. You're like, yo, bro, you got to get off my account. I'm trying to watch something. And then you have those moments. Yeah, exactly. You know, but, but
0: there's always like a level of respect yeah. when it comes to that kind of shit. Like, oh, okay, no problem, dude. I'll be off. Plus it's against the system. Like you need to support the benefits
1: that this is still an available situation. Because <laughs> eventually there's going to be oh, a yeah. loophole where they're going to be
0: like... They're going to be tracking IP addresses and everything.
1: I had that happen. The Hulu account that I get from my one guy who I get usually <laughs> everything from... It brought up like, do you want this to be your primary location? Oh, and at shit. first I said no because it's like it's you know, it's not my alleged account. Yeah. Um and it wouldn't let me log on. I had to like commit to that being the primary. So now my location is the primary location and the person whose you know account it actually is yeah. has to like ask for my permission <laughs> to get <laughs> on it from where they're at. Dude, That's it's so just funny. it's so fucking weird. From time to time there's just like little but eventually, dude. Not to give any ideas, but it could be a problem. Like YouTube Premium. Like, there's no way around that shit. Nobody's paying for that. No. I mean, they keep trying to pressure you into it.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny, too, because I remember back when you used to be able to get jailbreaks on the iPhones, yeah. like with using, like, Tweakbox or whatever. Yep. Oh, whoops. I mean, uh, you know, not Squeak Tweakbox. Square. Yeah. <laughs> squeak Square. The old Squeak Square. <laughs> yeah. When you used to be able to use that and jailbreak the iPhones, you'd be able to get YouTube Premium for free.
1: Yeah. I used it. Yeah, they need to chill with that shit. Yeah, well... The day I pay for YouTube Premium is the day where I can just set all my bills to auto-pay and not even think about it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I have to like, have
1: expendable, expendable income. Like,
0: who's paying for... Actually, we're going to do a poll here on our Facebook, and this is actually legitimately going to happen. I know we talk about doing polls and shit all the time. Do you
1: have YouTube Premium, or would you pay for YouTube Exactly.
0: Premium? Head over to our social media accounts, <laughs> facebook.com slash retm podcast. Instagram and Twitter at RATM Podcast and fill out our poll. I don't think you do polls on Instagram, but you definitely do it on Twitter. Oh, yeah, you can. You do and polls on, on Instagram? Oh, yeah. Follow us on there and we're going to find out who's got YouTube Premium and then if we could, I don't know, leech.
1: I want to talk to you and ask where your mindset was at, and I want to know your financial standing of how comfortable you were to make that purchase of a subscription. Because, dude, I had a struggle the other day where I got kicked off someone's family plan for Apple Music. Basically, I'm leeching off the entire society for every application possible. And it's not even like I I can't afford it. It's just, why would I pay for it? You have a family plan. You can fill three people and you only know two. So, you know, throw me on there. But they did some shit where it renewed under a Verizon plan specific. Uh, So, it booted the whole family plan. So, it's just that individual getting it from Verizon and not actually from her subscription of Apple Music. Verizon provided it as like a free three-month thing. So, I was like... Fuck, like, and I, I, dude, I, like, you know, it was a little painful, but not too much, because I, like, I use that all the time. Yeah. All the time. So, I, you know, I put in my subscription for that, but YouTube Premium, I can't find a reason, ever, and I'm on YouTube quite a bit, but I can't find, like, all right, give me your fucking seven-second ad, and give me the 15-second one that I can skip after five seconds. Sometimes you'll throw a minute one in there that I'll skip after five seconds as well. I mean, but, I mean, there was a time where... You know, you had to hand wind your VHSs and your fucking video cassettes. Yeah. Like, we were luckily grew up in a time of patience where those little videos are never going to get me to a point where I'm like, yeah, I'm paying for YouTube premium.
0: Yeah, dude, fuck that.
1: Oh, way. So, Bill, not to get on you know,
0: a rabbit hole of
1: my newer interesting that led from Judas and the black Messiah all the way to YouTube. Premium. Fuck YouTube. Premium. Um, do you encounter anything new or interesting?
0: Yes. Yeah, so I got a couple things here. One is Jared Dines and Howard Jones. They created a band or something. I'm not sure. I heard that there was a project happening and they released a song called the blade. Now, Me personally, I'm not a giant fan of Jared Dines' guitar. Yeah, give a backstory
1: for those two individuals for those.
0: Yeah, so Howard Jones, if you've been living under a rock, is the former vocalist for the you know New England hard or metalcore band Killswitch Engage. Jared Dines is YouTube personality who makes a living off of making funny videos for the internet. Subjective. Um, yeah, so some of his shit's like not super funny, but I'm not gonna lie, I got into a lot of his videos, and I think he's I think he's funny. I think he's a good guitar player. However, he I don't know if it's like on purpose or if it's just like the persona of Jared Dines, but it's always like like the fucking like the gent shit, and like gent is cool to an extent. And like, I can get down with some of it, like Periphery and, you know, Meshuggah and fucking, you know, like animals as leaders and shit like that. I can get into it. but
1: Even Meshuggah to me now has gone to a point of... No return. Yeah. Because <laughs> that whole sound now has just become so... I don't like to use the term mainstream in a sense because it's definitely not mainstream, but in it's the... It's more
0: mainstream. Of
1: metal now where mm-hmm. that's just a common, like, let l- me buy a seven string and...
0: Yeah, well mm. like my whole thing is it's like it's cool like when you're like you know in like drop fucking F or some shit and you're hitting that like burr, 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 burr. like that's cool like once in a while but like you just hear that so Overdone, much now. dude. Yeah, it's like if your riff incorporates like a burr, burr, That's on the, the shit that low, got me
1: on um and I'm not one to judge but that's the thing that got me on the metalcore thing cuz I also listen to music where you know, you could probably play certain Dark Throne songs next to Burzum songs and people would be like, what the fuck is this? It's like, couldn't even tell when the song changed. Like, it's just all the same. That's how I felt about Metalcore, where every breakdown was maybe just the different pattern of the same notes. (laughs) Like, every breakdown to me, depending on the band, was just, you could play seven, eight different bands, play just their breakdowns isolated, and I'd have no fucking clue the difference other than possible production. So that was like a thing. Now with this whole sound... Like, you a drop F. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, it's just, um I don't know, it's overdone.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, don't get me wrong, he's a talented guitar player, he's, he's a pretty good songwriter as well, he's a very good instrumentalist, but the songwriting style, like, kind of, it's just, it's getting old, Yeah. but the one bright side from this track is you have Howard Jones back to fucking, like, Howard when he was, like, at the top of his game in Killswitch. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, so the song is called The Blade. Um, I'm actually going to recommend it this week, too, because I feel like it's something you should listen, or should at least check out. And plus, I'm on, like, a Howard Jones kick. I haven't watched a Kill Switch videos like, all week.
1: Yeah, he is (laughs) a very talented musician. He almost makes me wonder if he was in a different band. Could he have made them better?
0: Hmm. Hmm. We'll come back to that. We'll put a pin in that one. On this day in music history... On this day in music history, March 22nd, 1975, Led Zeppelin's Physical Graffiti album hits number one, where it stays for six weeks. It's a very
1: good album. Incredible album. Um, You know, three used to be my favorite just because of how weird it is for a long time. Yeah. Um, It was just so much different compared to their first four. And then two is... It's like the generic fan favorite next to four, but graf- physical graffiti I think was just too long for me to get into it like the others. But once you really digest it, yeah, it is like those albums are just so fucking good, man. Led Zeppelin was really just ahead of the curve with what they were doing, and they were very consistent. They didn't have that weird like disco Rolling Stones era that the you know those guys went through. I think Led Zeppelin is just always that epitome when we talk about them of just standardized rock and roll. Oh, yeah. This album.
0: Well, I get I guess the thing, like... um Led Zeppelin's catalog is so, like, diverse and so fucking huge that it's got something for everybody.
1: And also, what I like about that, you figure 1975 and everything that came before this, these bands had to rely mostly on talent. You didn't have the level of technology that we have today to really help polish and tune up a song and... You know, make it easier for any band that's going in there to record because now you get that so many times where a live act will come out there based on their performance on an album and it's not going to live up to standard. You know, yeah. Led Zeppelin, you, in that era of music, you had to go into the studio and just, like, if you, you had to be talented.
0: Yeah, like if you weren't good. <laughs> yeah, like, Like it didn't – it just wasn't And anybody who's
1: gone through a recording process knows how difficult that is like in the moment of recording compared to like what you typically do just in your own time and when nobody's watching. Oh, yeah. And just without the technology that they had back then to do that, was amazing. Going forward five years here, 1980, another very talented band of their era, Pink Floyd, tops the Hot 100 with another Brick in the Wall, Part 2 which stays a total of four weeks. It's a rare hit single for the band, whose only other top 40 appearance is, of course, the worst song on Dark Side of the Moon, in my opinion, Money, which hit number 13 in 1973. Makes sense. I'm surprised, too, because, I mean, another Brick in the Wall part two is that iconic hit, you could say, from the album, that hit that part, but Comfortably Numb, I thought, would have been the more... I guess iconic because that solo in there by Gilmore is just well one of the most iconic solos of. The I agree with you.
0: I agree with you one hundred percent. I think comfortably numb is the fucking shining star on that whole deal. Yeah, but I think the deal with another brick in the wall part two is because of the you know like the whole like being able to sing along to it. I thing guess and, yeah. You know, like it's almost I guess like it, we will rock you for Queen. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah, and. Like comfortably, I mean, me. Like I said, me personally, I love comfortably numb. I think it's one of the greatest guitar solos ever. It's yeah, it's very, and it's very good. It's just a good fucking song. Oh, well, side note here: if you ever want to hear an even better version of this song, if you go on YouTube and type in uh, eleven, 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 Eddie Vedder, uh, comfortably numb. It's Roger Waters and Eddie Vedder doing it. Subjective. Dude, it's fucking incredible. I'm a huge David Gilmore fan. I'm telling you, you listen to this, you'll be like, okay, th- this makes sense.
1: I, on this half of Rage Against the Nature, I'm not going to say it's a better version of that song. but Maybe not better,
0: will. but it's, it's a well, good you, version. You,
1: you, you flat out laid it out there, so now we have to listen to this afterwards, <laughs> and we'll rediscuss this on another week, and we'll come with our consensus. I just want to make sure that we understand the diversity in opinion here. Bill. Yeah. It. I mean, I'm not saying that it's not. I haven't heard it yet. Could be. I don't want to make that... I don't want to commit to that, It was incredible. I'm
0: not in cahoots with this whole situation right now. (laughs) Oh, man.
1: Going forward now to 1987, Anthrax released their third album.
0: If you want to do music history, you can go right ahead and do the whole thing. Oh, shit. (laughs) Do you want to do it? No, 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 no. I forgot that I read that last one. I'm just messing around. 1987. Anthrax released their third album, Among the Living. The cover shows an image of Henry Kane, a character in the film Poltergeist 2, The Other Side, which the band finds terrifying. You know, it's funny. Until I just read it here, I had no idea that it was supposed to be him. I actually,
1: it's funny because I didn't know that for a while either, and that I was watching some sort of documentary on horror movies, and they were discussing about how that made it to the album cover because they talked about how, at that time, his character was fucking
0: Oh, terrifying yeah. dude, oh fuck movie. yeah he was As a kid
1: seeing that it was, like, it was terrifying like I, poltergeist one to me is like a cool fun watch it wasn't yes his, the only scene that really fucked me up was the scene where she goes into the fucking like the bodies like all the bones and that was like actually real bones i found out later
0: yeah um, i think that whole sequence there with the trees and shit like yeah. all that was actually pretty fucking scary yeah to
1: me. but yeah and two henry kane i mean That is funny because I didn't know that for the longest time either. When I found that out, I felt the same way.
0: Literally, I just learned it today. Yeah. Like, I was always like, man, that looks a lot like that guy. Like, I wonder if
1: that's on purpose. Yeah. Makes you like that album even more. I love Among the Living. Now you know that they have some good taste behind it with the (laughs) uh, horror aspect of it. But yeah, Among the Living is probably my favorite Anthrax album. Flawless album. Oh yeah. Seven years going forward, talking about flawless later releases by iconic bands. Pantera release far beyond Driven, which arguably features Dime's greatest guitar work.
0: One hundred percent. One of the few
1: heavy metal albums to reach number one in America. Seriously, there's something about Dime on that album where I feel like he he came so aggressive. Like he yes. the, the the tone on it, the ferocity, the ferocity, the the ferocity, ferocity, the, ferocity. <laughs> the ferociousness, whatever he. The yeah, he just, on that album, was fucking on point. That was, like, peak Fuck, dime yes. right there. 100%. And every album, he was getting to that point.
0: It's almost like if you were to put it on the intro of a podcast, it's almost worth it. To it's get- almost
1: like it's so iconic that you would get hit with copyright infringement <laughs> notifications. Interesting. <laughs> Considering how many other songs may have been featured on that podcast. Oh, my God. that's the only one that... You know,
0: made a fucking issue up. (laughs) (laughs) Going to those intros real quick, I just want to fucking say like a lot of that shit was extremely obvious on what it was. Oh, yeah. Like super obvious. (laughs) Like, remember season one full blown, like had movie clips and everything? Uh, I came in like a Yeah, I know. I think the season one intro was pretty fucking funny though. Yeah, it was a little drawn out. But season two though had like a lot of shit. I know that had fucking Neil Young, that had fucking um, Rush, that had uh, uh, Meshuggah. Yeah, there's a small clip of bleed in there. Did that that ended with negative creep, didn't it? No, that was season 1. Season 2 ended with 5 minutes alone. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We're talking about season 2. Yeah. yeah. That and that ruined us. Season remember. 1 had like blood guess... stains from Agent Orange. Yeah, now I remember. Um the Beatles. I was surprised we didn't get hit with that one. <laughs> this is all legend stuff. The Machine.
1: This is all legend stuff. Those were Yeah, yeah those were all, underground. All they were recordings. all recorded here. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing the amount of production quality we have to completely transition from fucking <laughs> negative creep to bloodstains,
0: dude. It's so funny thinking about that. Oh my god, anyways. Moving on here to 2003, Britney Spears's girl power flick Crossroads earns eight nominations at the 23rd Golden Raspberry Awards, two wins. Worst original song for "I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman," and worst actress for Britney Spears. Yep. So I'm coming to the conclusion here: the Golden Raspberry Awards are something negative. They are negative, yes. So it's not like a red carpet event that you're excited. Sometimes to Sometimes
1: to. you'll actually get an individual that shows up, and it's pretty cool, when they they do that. <laughs> I think that's cool, when they actually you know just own it.
0: Because again, I mean that's the thing with this industry. I don't industry. remember Crossroads being that good though. No. <laughs> no.
1: But here's the thing with um. You know, when you see, like, an actor or an actress or even just, you know, a musician that shows up to these things and, you know, accepts their award and kind of, like, takes that on the chin, you have to accept that. That's the whole point of this fucking industry. You're yeah. being judged on your talent. Otherwise, your record sales wouldn't matter and other things wouldn't matter and mm-hmm. everybody could just get into the business. That's the whole point. It's the harsh reality of what exactly. this is. how you become successful. Um. So when I see, like, you know, people that show up, I actually gain way more respect. Like, if your shit sucked, yeah. You know, I was still going to rip on you for it, but when you show up there, like, I'll actually appreciate at it. At least lot
0: there's a level more. of respect Fuck there. Fuck yeah, dude. And, like, you know that it sucked.
1: Yeah. <laughs> going forward now to end our music history in 2017, original Boston drummer Sib Hashane, who played on their first two albums, dies at age 67 after collapsing during the Legends of Rock cruise. That's. I did not know that, actually. I always knew. You know, the story with Boston, we've mentioned it, you know, in previous episodes. Oh, yeah. Um, But I did not know that, that he collapsed during the fucking rock cruise. 67. Doesn't even say. Now I'm interested. Just goes on like that. However.
0: I'll look this up.
1: Yeah. Going forward, though, as we were mentioning earlier, with a certain vocalist of your preference...
0: Yeah, I'm guessing he had a heart attack. Cause um, I
1: would assume so.
0: According to reports, he collapsed while performing on the ship. His son confirmed these details with TMZ. Medics on board administered CPR and attempted to resuscitate him with a defibrillator, but their efforts were unsuccessful.
1: Yeah, I'm assuming heart attack then in that case.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's a tough one. I mean, I guess if there's any way to go out.
1: Right on your be, kit,
0: yeah. It would be right. That is doing actually what you love. pretty
1: badass. Now to think about it,
0: like honestly, like if I if I were to kick the bucket at any kind of unfortunate time, hopefully I'd be here doing this. <laughs> yeah, not with my family or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then again, it couldn't be here. It'd have to be after the fact because in the episode would never come out. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Because no one would be like,
1: "Well, mm-hmm. we would release it if you croaked like mid-speech, <laughs> and then it was just like me in the back."
0: The <laughs> oh, <help. laughs> Assistant to the yeah, assistant! Yeah, we would... Uh,
1: you just hear the ruffling of me moving around, the sirens in the distance. Yeah, right. The whole scene of, like, the cart coming in here. Yeah, we would leave all
0: that. Could you imagine how eerie that would that be? That would be like
1: an ASMR track. A man getting carted off to the morgue. Like, it's just the sound effects of what it's like to hear a person being removed from yeah, right. a location after they've died. I mean... <laughs> There are people out there, I they guarantee you, them. that's like how they fall
0: asleep. You know what? That could be like, uh, like, uh, you've heard of like, uh, uh, fuck, what are those names? Like Stalga and, and Galaga or Gluga.
1: you gonna elaborate on what you're trying to refer to, or are you just gonna give me names of something and just not, what? what is it?
0: It's, uh, it's just screams of mental patients.
1: <laughs> Wait, the whole album is this? Huh? The whole album? Oh, they put music behind it. Uh, a few minutes later.
0: I forget where we were going with this or how this... How we, we were
1: talking about uh, an ASMR project uh, of you being carted off to your death if you had a heart attack. So we actually went from Boston to Stalaga. And <laughs> <In> Galaga. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how yeah. fucked up is that? I mean, Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. So, there's people out there that would listen to that. I'm not going to lie. Might uh <laughs> go home and, you know, <laughs> see what the hype's about.
0: Like I said, there's some so weird... So, did I just introduce you to something? Basically, I'm pretty sure...
1: Because of just when you described it, I remember having a conversation that was similar. So I think you just, like, accessed a part of my brain where now <laughs> it's, like, starting to come back. Now it's there. Because I had a friend, you know, who's no longer with us, George Sheron. You were familiar with the band Sheeran. Yeah. He was the one who got me into like Dark Throne and like the weirdest shit possible. I'm pretty sure
0: that came up at some like point. Like,
1: we like that. I but I thought it was a dream, I guess. Maybe I was like super high, and we like he was like, yo, check this out. And I like, You're my like brain, there's no way this is real. Yeah, my brain <laughs> blocked it out, and now it's like because when you put it on, like, I wasn't really shocked that like my brain was like, fuck, we were trying to protect him from this. <laughs> Like we didn't want him to get into shut this shut down shut down yeah like we didn't want him to get into this cuz i was just kind of like now i'm googling everything about the band as you yeah. were showing it to me
0: um apparently they used it as therapy for the people that were screaming like in the in the uh, on the album they like went to an asylum and they're like hey we're going to make this uh black metal album so you guys want to scream on it as we're
1: going through this <laughs> i just thought of something okay another off the dome on the moment process here Let's talk about bands that we enjoy that you know you just can't show people to.
0: We already did something like this though.
1: I don't think we did. I was thinking about this. Okay. I was thinking about cuz we had like guilty pleasure bands like you know bands that we enjoy but just bands that cuz I remember we talked about Burzum and stuff like that. Yeah. I think we were talking about like the hidden pleasures but like bands that you know that never you're you're just never gonna show it to people, <laughs> like you know that there's not a single person out there that is really gonna appreciate or understand yeah this you know important piece and we can tie it into like a nostalgic thing. I say when we discuss this, you mentioned like where you heard it, yeah, what got you into it, why you enjoy it. Just make it very simple because everybody has bands like that. You know when you turn your fucking car on and the last thing you had playing. Something you didn't want your friends to hear while you got in the car. And not to say it's a guilty pleasure. It's just like you just don't want to have to explain yourself. Yeah. You know, like there's certain shit out there that I listen to because I was thinking about it. I watched a movie the other day with my parents and um they were – my father was into it because I guess he saw it when he was younger. But my stepmom was not fucking having it at all. And she's like, this is – you like this? And I'm like, yeah, if you only knew – I'm enjoying this. There's some other movies out there that I enjoy that are quite similar. That if I showed you them, it would be really fucking difficult. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, there are some bands out there where I just can't show people.
0: Let's not get it twisted. I, I don't listen to it on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. Literally just for shock value. And I well I don't know if it's really because of that or because no one else would find it like interesting like I don't enjoy it Like it's not like oh man this is awesome but it's like it's interesting to think about it and like the whole process behind this album which is called uh, Project Misanthropia and um like I was saying it was like a um like a therapeutic type thing for these people that are featured on this album and um Honestly, how I found out about this is because my steady diet of suicide silence and Job for a Cowboy just wasn't cutting it anymore. And I went on Google or YouTube and typed in the heaviest songs ever. This is like...
1: uh erotic asphyxiation or whatever auto-erotic asphyxiation where like masturbating just doesn't cut it anymore so you gotta like choke yourself (laughs) out with a belt around the doorknob just to get right you know job for a cowboy isn't doing it anymore let me listen to the screams of mental patients behind some fucking fear factory (coughs) instrumentals
0: yeah pretty much what (laughs) happened was I went on YouTube and typed in like heaviest music ever I was like I'm bound to find something good and then you know like I saw like skinless and shit like that then all of a sudden Stalaga. I was like, and then G- Galuga or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. Them two showed up and I was like, all right, let me let me see what this is all about. And then I put on this album and I was like, what the fuck is this? And you listened to it though. Yeah, I listened to the whole thing. Oh, yeah. 45 minutes of fucking deranged screaming. Yeah. But um, it's like a
1: weird. Because as I was listening to it, it, the immediate thought is to be just like repelled. Yeah. But it's also that same thing with like a horrible car accident. You're slowing down as you're passing it. You're bitching about the traffic that you've been stuck in, but then you get closer and closer. Like all these fucking assholes are looking at it. Like that's why it's taking so long. Just keep moving. And then once you get to that car accident – it's not even like you plan to do it your body just hijacks your entire brain yeah like it's, and, and then your brain is just like we're looking y- your
0: neck just turns around 180 like yeah you, don't, it, it, you, can't, just, even you can't even help it you
1: can't even help it and that's the thing with certain movies certain music that cause like again you put that on and I wasn't like annoyed you would've thought you would've been like annoyed by that cause it's just oh, very yeah. un
0: I put that shit on one time with Nicole and she was just like what the fuck is this yeah so please tell me you don't really listen to this. And you're just kind of... Like, I was like, no, no, definitely not. <laughs> no way. No, I definitely don't listen to this ever. I yeah. this is only the first time. I just found this tonight. I clicked on the wrong link. And
1: <laughs> I, my phone froze. So there's nothing I could do.
0: Um. So yeah, I mean, I don't have many things that I don't show people, but this was definitely one of those. Like, I'm actually surprised I never showed you that sooner.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised too. Like of all people, like I I'm didn't like that show one you. person. Yeah, because I have I've I've known about this shit quite for a few years. things that I don't.
0: I think it came out like 2014, so I there's been some time. Yeah, but yeah, so uh, this is like a big thing
1: too with me and movies as well, where there's just certain things that and it, and like with music, it's weirder because a movie you're seeing it. Yeah, you can easily make your opinion based on the visual music. It's like. I feel like such a fucking elitist asshole when I'm trying to like under, like get somebody to understand why I like something. For instance, my fiance, you know, you, several of my friends, all into metal in this some regard. Now, this is the worst part because my fiance is into some very brutal shit to yeah. which we can share. But there's just that line for some reason I can't cross with her in terms of like melodic stuff. And, and we're talking simple shit like Dark Tranquility at the Gates. Like she's just not a big fan of the harmonies and the the melody and like dissection even with the, you know, the epic medieval. So I found this band and I actually found them from uh an Instagram page because the way they described it was like right up my alley. Like yeah. medieval, like, you know, epic sound. So I got it. The band is called Summoning. All okay. their albums are in, you know foreign language which is also even beneficial to me like I listen to a lot of bands where I, I need Google Translate to understand their lyrics <laughs> but this band if you listen to them it's literally like renaissance music in black metal like I can't even really explain it it's like black metal ambiance but it's renaissance music like the flutes and the like the real like you're listening to it in medieval times and I thought to myself there's not anybody I could show this to and rationally justify it because that first question is going to be asked, like, you really listen to this. That's always the question, like, you really listen to this. People assume that, you know, I have this music downloaded on my phone. What? To show off to somebody to say, like, oh, I listen to, like, better you know, you just don't understand, <laughs> you know, like trying you to show it. Yeah, like trying to be some weird artsy. But that's the thing with music. I listen to shit that I like. I listen to shit that I enjoy. And if you can go through my play history, I've had this song on many times because it's the same thing with classical. Black metal, instrumental, you know, elongated, just 20 minute tracks of fucking weird noises and almost symphonic style, especially that medieval sound. Like, yeah. I have a very weird niche with, like, medieval-themed music where I feel like, you know, I'm putting on a suit of armor and I'm going <laughs> to fight a fucking dragon. <laughs> but then there's that weird blend. Like, I showed somebody Dissection yeah, just to get them to, like, understand. I figured, like, Dissection is the easiest band to understand because they yeah. have that epic sound. They're still catchy enough. The vocals aren't super offensive. Hmm. Yes, it's very satanic, but the guitar works. His first thing he said to me was, like, oh, it sounds like that band that did that song on Guitar Hero. Like, that's where his (laughs) brain went. Like, he immediately compared Dissection to Dragon Force because of that melodic sound. And to me, I don't fucking get that. No, I don't see that either. I don't see it at all. But that's why it's like, it's so hard for me. Because then if I showed him this band... Dude, like, I like I feel like I would have to explain myself in, like, the front of the yeah. court of law. Like, there's no way that I could rationally justify to any, like, my parents. Yeah. There's just some people where it's like you're watching, like, real dark, depraved porn. Like, <laughs> uh, you have to, like, act like you've been jerking off to the most vanilla shit. We know everybody has their, you know, secrets. Yeah, exactly. And everybody has some music that they're listening to in the car that goes. And this is why I think this is different in the topic because it's not really, like, a guilty pleasure it's just shit you can't. It's like the, the shit you don't understand. I think you can yeah. title this. There are some things in life you just won't understand, but I think that's what's cool—the human brain. You will always have like a niche, yeah. And a lot of things will be favorable to most people, mm-hmm. but everybody has something out there that they just never shown somebody.
0: Uh, another thing I got is um, like guitar instrumental work, like you know, like Steve Vai or Joe Satriani. I'm not really big into Yngwie, because I don't like that whole fucking, like, shredding neoclassical shit, because it's like, okay, if I wanted to hear that, just fucking yeah, like I'm trying speed to up be- Beethoven, Beethoven or some exactly. stupid shit, <laughs> I and, I, and i jerk off to it with the lights <laughs> dim or some shit, but, like, it's funny, man, because, like, there's people that, like, get that. There's people that are like, oh, man, that guitar works really good, and, you know, like, people that aren't even musicians are like, you know, like, motherfucker Joe Satriani packs houses every time he tours, People like hearing that shit. But oh, yeah. if you're like talking to somebody and you're like, yeah, man, I listen to you know Joe Satriani. You ever listen to Steve Vai? You, know, you ever listen to fucking Tony McAlpine or you know Marty Freeman or Jason Becker? You know, like Perpetual Burn. You ever listen to that? <laughs> and people are like, uh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. And then like, it's, well, where, where are the vocals? When's the guy singing? There is no guy singing. This is it. And, you know, it kind of like, oh, there's that fucking weirdo that doesn't listen to regular music. There's that fucking weirdo that hates singers. And it's like, that's not really the case. It's just the fact of, like, I, I really like, like, when I listen to music, I look for production values, I look for melody, and I look for musicianship. And when you take singing out of the equation, the musicianship and the production is the only thing you really have to worry about. You can make something sound even fucking a million times better without having a vocalist. And right, that yeah. that's the truth. That's something you just don't have to worry about anymore. Like honest to God, if I could find a good karaoke version of a song that I'm listening to, I'd listen to the karaoke version first. No oh, yeah. No, no bullshit. Yeah. Not even because like I try to fucking, you know, live out my fantasies of being Sammy Hagar, David Lee Roth, but I'll sit in the fucking car and I won't listen to like songs and vocals.
1: That's the thing. Like you said, you're looking for a specific, um, like almost formula for yourself of why you like something and what makes it enjoyable. And I'm the same way because maybe the one thing you didn't mention that I really like, does the music make me feel something? Exactly. Like, that's the thing. We You know, we've listened to several bands, and you immediately, sometimes immediately will draw the same conclusion. Like, the drums just didn't, like, really exactly. push home. Like, every instrument provides a level of feel that should yep. make a song do something. So, with, like, a lot of the bands, that's the great thing about music. You don't really need the justification. It's the same thing with, like, tattoos. You yeah. know, you don't really need the rationalization behind it, but everyone's going to put you out there and feel like you ask. need to defend your point. You know, so there what are... What does it mean? Yeah. Like, I'll have a friend that will like... 80% of what I listen to. Yeah. But there's always going to be that 20% that that's shit. Like when, you know, I check around, my roommate's not home. I've been listening to it at like volume four all day, but I want to really feel it. But I can't do this. Blast it because he's going to be annoyed, you know? Yeah. Like nobody wants to hear, you know, yeah. like the sound of knights, you know, invading a fucking castle at yeah, 2.30 right? p.m. <laughs> on a Thursday. Yeah. But like when they're gone, like that's the thing. Another thing, like I really need to hear it to know yep. what I'm listening to and you know that's what sucks like I get to those points where I'm like almost afraid to be offensive so I won't play well, you want to be immersed sheds, cer- in it exactly and headphones exactly just it. don't do it I really don't you do want to
0: feel you want to feel the fucking like the movement of yeah. the air yeah and I literally 100%. bought a
1: speaker for that purpose for certain bands that I've listened to that I haven't really been able to listen to yeah and um But it's again like there's just so much music out there to me where it's it's just funny like how that can work where Mm -hmm. you know you're going to be recommending this recommending that and then you just know based on the person you're talking to some shit's going to cross the line but then there's always that shit like like I said there's like a lot of people who I could recommend shit to but then there's like certain bands where it's like. I'm st- I'm stuck on this one. <laughs> There's no one in the world that's going to share this with me right now that I know personally.
0: You know what else I feel like is a lot like that a lot? Or, yeah, that sounded stupid. You know what else I feel like is a lot like that? <laughs> yeah, when what? when people are um, recommending like comedians or comics. Absolutely. Like, you know, you get some motherfucker to like, get pissed off of some shit like Bill Burr would say. B- Bill Burr,
1: get- Bill Hicks, I, yeah. Doug Stanhope is my number one guy because Doug Stanhope makes fun of some of the most like just the shit he makes fun of is like reminiscent of every offensive comedian but he takes it yeah. to a level where it's very intelligent, very hilarious and it's really against the grain and he Mike always Carlin. Yeah, exactly. Exactly yeah. Like a Carlin and like a Bill Hicks. Super fucking Hick. smart. Yeah. yeah. And the thing about it is that's what's great. Like that's the perfect analogy for it because he even mentions it in his comedy where you know, there's only a specific group of people that will follow me to shows. Like He knows that yeah. he's limited to a certain type of... And I appreciate that
0: mm-hmm. because,
1: again, that is what you want to do. Why are you going to make something that you know is going to be popular as opposed to making something that you could look back on like, I'm glad I did that.
0: Yeah. Like, not everyone can be a Chappelle. Yeah. But even to that extent, dude, a lot of people don't like fucking Dave Chappelle. But that's exactly... Well, I don't want to get into the world yeah. we live in today because that's a lot of...
1: <laughs> You know, like Chappelle's show today. If that was a pitched idea, oh my I god, been show Yeah, if Chappelle was trying to happened. break through today, oh no, never no would way.
0: But do to be cookie cutter like Kevin Hart to make it today. Yeah, it's
1: really, really sad, man. And it's again the same thing with music that so many things get snuffed out. And then again with like the shit that we were talking about with Stalaga... I don't even know how to pronounce that. I know what it means. I looked up
0: what it's they take a, it, it from a, from a
1: concentration yeah, camp Nazi in Germany. Camp. Um, but We're probably Butchering it And I'm sorry To our friends in Germany Yeah it's a Dutch band But you know Either way <laughs> um, Either way Like it's the thing about that it, You know Some people will look At those bands And be like Oh if you're listening to them You're just listening to them To be different You know And I'm never gonna sit there And say Oh like more bands Should get more notoriety So there's more yeah. opportunities to, For these bands To be successful But at the same time It's you know Some shit It is At some point You have to yeah. understand What you're listening to music for
0: another two big things for me one was the first Cannibal Corpse album like unless you're into it yeah eating back to life yeah unless you're into it it's a you, tough sell it, it's fucking that's like, a tough sell it's like lit, like literally li- yeah literally listening to like gurgling yeah in a trash truck yeah like unless you're into it you're not gonna fucking like it like yeah. you either love it or you hate it there is no in between like oh yeah, I I guess I could fuck with this yeah it's either I hate this or this is the coolest shit I've ever heard. Yeah. Another band that was like that too, and honestly, that's kind of why I fell into the trap in high school and shit, is like I showed somebody old man's child, and they were yeah. like, What the fuck is this? And like cheer, and, and it's just like They're
1: very digestible to a point. Like most of the black metal I listen to, and I can share most of it uh with my fiance, but however, there's like nobody out there that I can really like show it to that's going to listen to them beyond the namesake. You know what I mean? They're not... And again, it's not something that, oh, okay, I'm a black metal fan, so I have to like this. There are bands out there that are known to be like that I just am not a fucking fan of. Yeah. Because I just don't like it. Um, But (laughs) some bands, for instance, and one of them is going to come back later, uh, like Frank Zappa. Yeah. So Frank Zappa, for me, is another one of those guys where it's just... There's something about his music, man, that I really dig. And <laughs> it's hard for me to like say that I like it without feeling like, oh, you're just trying to be different. Yeah. Like Captain Beefheart. You know, <laughs> like there's certain artists out there where people are just like, you're just trying to be pretentious now. And yeah. it sucks because like I have to listen to Frank Zappa on the low. I can't blast, you know, you're only in it for the money or anything by the mothers of invention, you know, on my fucking, you know bluetooth while i'm driving with a couple friends to go fucking yeah top golf or some shit because they'll be like what the fuck yeah. you know what are you doing like th- what are you listening to and it's funny because <laughs> some people will get in the car and i have to figure out like oh maybe i can put this on yeah steely dan keep it simple you know <laughs> maybe 50 cents get Richard or die trying
0: another band that's like that is like primus
1: yeah primus is really hated on too and people it's funny hate, but it's like no reason that's a primus thing though Yeah, that's like the Primus effect. You either love or hate the fucking band. Yep. Like, for instance, Frank Zappa. Most people I know just hate Frank Zappa, and I understand why. But then the people that like Frank Zappa are like fucking fan club Frank Zappa fans. I don't know anybody's like I like a couple of his songs. Like, you don't get many people like that for these (laughs) bands we're talking to. (laughs) You know, like I like that one smash single by Dark. Well, that's
0: the thing too. Like with Primus. Like, they had that one song on guitar here, John the Fisherman. John the Fisherman, yeah. And, like, that compared to the rest of their catalog, it's like night and fucking day.
1: But it's interesting, too, with Primus is because they were featured in South Park. Yeah. I think a lot of people immediately want to feel like, oh, okay, since these guys are probably into them, I'm a fan of South Park. They're probably on to something. Yeah. So, I'm going to like Primus because, you know, Trey Lance and Matt Stone are, you know... Or what are they? Trey Parker?
0: Yeah, Trey Parker, Matt Stone. Where did I get Trey Lance from? Trey Lance, I don't know. He sounds like a, like a basketball, basketball Boy or, player something. or something. I don't know. I don't know Trey not, Lance.
1: But yeah, but where they get it from. So it's almost like, again, you're finding someone that approves of something. So yeah. then you feel like you should approve of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I guarantee you Nirvana's fan base spread after the entire Post Malone stuff. But there are a lot of people in there that I guarantee you at some point you couldn't show them Nirvana. Yeah, you know they were like some of the bands we talk about are way off the beating path because that's the genre we're directed to. I think when yeah. it comes to extreme metal genres, especially, it's a lot harder to find that group of music that's really going to be offensive to somebody. Yeah, exactly. For instance, um, you know when we were in high school and there was people that were fans of metal, yeah, grindcore to be specific, that was a killer because, oh, you're a fan of Grindcore's, and I was new to the school, so I'm like, oh, okay, check this out, and I try to show someone Scum by Napalm Death yeah. who was basically part of the origin of the genre in itself. yeah. And that one song on there, especially as hilarious as You Suffer, which lasts maybe a second. Yeah. It's literally a second long song. <laughs> and But it's funny, you can get past most of that production, most of that vocal ability, most of that... Yeah You know, instrumental talent I've, It's just not a brand of music When, again, in extreme metal It's hard to find that But sometimes you will find That there are different levels To that understanding
0: Yeah, exactly I mean, like I never full-blown got into napalm death However, if I was in the car with you And you had it on I wouldn't That's I wouldn't what I'm saying would be sitting there Chopping it the way but, it Waiting for it to come off But
1: that's also the thing about it Is If you came into the car I would know that all right, if I was already in the middle of Napalm Death, there's a different level of their career where this might be more suitable because yeah. the Napalm Death that I was listening to. <laughs> it's it's going to make for an awkward car ride. Like, yeah. I'm going to be quiet wanting to listen to it. I'm going to be doing that whole thing where, like, looking over, is he enjoying it, and you're just kind of, like, tapping on the window. Yeah,
0: listen, there's only been a couple times where I've ever been in the car with anybody And, like, I was sitting there, like, waiting to get the fuck out. One, I was forced to listen to Neil Young. And the second one, I was forced to listen to... What the fuck was it? What was it? Stupid as it sounds, I think it was Soundgarden. What, like a newer album or something? Or just a certain... I think... Honestly, I think it was Super Unknown. Really? Yeah, I think it... Well, it was one of those things with... The person I was in the car with had been playing it and playing it so much. Also, oh, it got
1: to that point. So it got to
0: that point. But like yep. Neil Young, like like honestly, dude, I'll listen to fucking anything out in the stratosphere. I'll listen to the, yep. anything that's heavy. I'll listen to anything. I cannot deal with Neil Young at all. <laughs> I cannot fucking handle it. I can't stomach it. It just, I there's something about Neil Young I cannot get down with. Like if I'm in the car and fucking someone puts on Neil Young, it's just like you can let me out. Yeah, we got 130 miles left.
1: I'll spend the two hundred and forty dollars on Uber to avoid Neil Young. I'll find a way. Taking the Uber alternative (laughs) over Neil Young.
0: Yeah, fuck a cheeseburger alternative. I'm taking the fucking veggie burger alternative (laughs) to Neil Young. I'm taking the
1: hunger strike alternative (laughs) over Neil Young. Um,
0: But yeah, it's funny
1: though because you mentioned that like car rides are like the best examples to understand that. Key, you can really get the understanding there because, like I said, I've... There's certain music that I won't listen to in the car because a car ride aesthetic, I think, is different. Like, you need really yeah. kind of, like, that chugging. But there are certain bands, like, especially when it snows out and it gets, like, kind of <laughs> dark. There are certain bands where, like, again, that's just my niche. And, you know, I'm like, yo, you want to meet them? Go get somebody. I'm like, yeah, and I'll pick them up. And, like, the first thing I fucking do is is now I'm scrolling on the phone. Like, what... Is going to make sure that he doesn't want to take the Uber alternative in this case. You know what I mean? Because, again, that's what sucks. Like, I give people a lot of credit that can just fuck it. You know what? This is my car. This is what I'm going to listen to. Yeah. Because, again, I have a level of confidence. But with my friends, there's just some shit that, like,
0: you don't need to know about me.
1: Yeah. you don't need to know that this is what I'm doing on my spare time. You
0: don't need to know I'm listening to mental patients.
1: I don't want you. Yeah, I don't for want you to minutes. call the hospital and said possibly need to commit him for a week or two, <laughs> have some studies done. And it's again like the shit that I'm listening to is not so fucking out out there off the wall. It's just a, it's just like a very specific group of individuals that are going to enjoy this.
0: Yes, exactly. And
1: I think that's what's cool about music, you know. Because like I said, the Frank Zappa thing going back to that. There was a group of people that I knew that listened to it and it it sucked because the people that did listen to it were like the Andy Warhol, like artsy. Mm -hmm. And and I wasn't really like hanging out with those people, but when they would put it on my fucking friends who I typically, I'm like, yo, get this garbage off. And I'm like, please leave it on just for a little bit longer. (laughs) But I couldn't say that because it's like, I'm not in the majority. (laughs) So I was like younger. I'm like, I don't have a voice right now, but in the back of my head, I'm like, it's actually not bad. Maybe if you just give it some time. That's what I'm saying in my head. You know, it's like a little but, like thought yeah, and it then thought, it would get like turned, little turned little off for up. fucking, you know, really unhallowed by bed. Black Dahlia and I'm like I guess I have to deal with this again. <laughs> I've heard "Funeral Thirst" thirty-seven times. Yeah, this right. Week. <laughs> I just wanted to hear that Mothers of Invention album all the way through for at least one goddamn time. See if I can really say I like it, asshole. Yeah,
0: right. This is
1: before the you know the Apple streaming stuff. So then I had to go on LimeWire, and I didn't know the name of the song. So now I'm just like, yeah. I'll never get a chance to have that full album. Don't even know the name of it because I was too afraid to ask. <laughs> Seriously, that shit would happen to me all the time, man. I heard so much shit like growing up, where again, it was just. Like I didn't want people to know I liked it in the guilty pleasure sense, but it's also now that I have it, yeah. I'll still never have that confidence to just be like flaunting it out there. Like, <laughs> not gonna show this to you because it's just it's gonna make for an argument. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like
0: I don't need to rationalize why and you're just gonna ask too many questions. <laughs> so what do you guys think out there? Do you have any bands that you feel do you feel like you're alone? Do you feel like you're all by yourself?
1: Do you have to go on Reddit or Instagram to find your community? Do you not have anybody close to you that you can say, hey, check out this noise metal band playing Screaming Mental
0: Patients? <laughs> if you feel that way, you can always get in touch with me and Steve personally on our Facebook.
1: We'll listen to you.
0: Yes, exactly. Facebook.com slash podcast, Instagram and Twitter at podcast, Or if you just want to send us MP3 downloads you can email them to us at podcast at gmail.com. But until then, let's get into our su- uh, suggestions for this week. I'll lead us off here. My suggestion for this week is to check out the song The Blade from Jared Dines and Howard Jones. Um, it's on YouTube. You go check it out. Uh, like I said, I'm not a super giant fan of... Uh, uh, Jared Dines' guitar playing, but just for the sheer vocal abilities of Howard Jones and how powerful his voice is in this song in particular, it's something that's worth a look. Especially if you're a fan of, you know, like the era of Kill Switch where he was in there or, you know, Light the Torch or anything like that, this will definitely tickle your fancy, if you will. Yeah,
1: he's definitely one of the better blends of um, like extreme vocal talent to
0: that harmonizing, yeah. just clean singing. You know what's kind of funny though? I literally just thought about it right now. Light bulb went off. You know, like Tommy Vexed left uh, Bad Wolves. Yes, they should get Howard Jones to fucking be in Bad Wolves. That would be pretty. Cool. That'd be fucking. That would tight, totally revitalize
1: it? that band too. Because
0: I'm pretty sure Doc Coyle is boys with him. Because they used to tour. God forbid, used to tour with Killswitch. That would be pretty cool. It would be fucking. It would be incredible because Howard Jones can do all that shit, and he can fucking scream better than Tommy Vexed. It's the truth. Stand by that. I'll stand by that. I concur concur with that. (laughs) I concur. Howard Jones is a... Dude, he's an underrated vocalist.
1: I don't even think he's necessarily underrated. I just think that Killswitch kind of got... yeah, like just buried in that just mainstream, like Avenged Sevenfold, yeah, almost on a shatters, lower scale. Fall, and then the Holy Diver breaks. cover really put them back because it was almost like a Bad wolf situation, mm-hmm. where that was probably their most played
0: song up until... They made it on a Guitar Hero, didn't they? They made it, um, I believe... Or a rock band. I believe My Curse or End of Heartache was on one of the Resident Evil soundtracks. Yeah,
1: I know one of their songs made it somewhere... Um, I remember like City of Evil with Avenged Sevenfold, but it, like they fell mm-hmm. into that same category. Yeah, that just... Alive
0: or Just Breathing album from Killswitch, like that was like the one. Yeah, there was a lot of songs on that album too, but like I'm pretty sure that had like my curse or yeah my curse. My curse
1: was that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that was on Guitar Hero or Rock. That's Band. what I'm saying.
1: It made one of them.
0: Yeah, it was definitely one of them. But I've always, I've always had a soft spot for them. I and plus I like I think like Adam D is like one of those like underrated guitar players in metalcore just because of like his influences and like I feel like if Adam D came over here like we'd be we'd be friends with him instantly. I mean he's a little goofy but I feel like we'd be like instant friends. He would be the third guy. Could be. Adam D, hit us up.
1: There's an open seat for you. I'm
0: literally staring at the open seat as we speak. It's clean, too. Could you imagine if it was him? Pretty cool. It'd be fucking sweet. That would be pretty fucking cool. <laughs> He'd say some stupid shit like, like I don't know, like "Bad Wolves is for pussies."
1: <laughs> I feel like you need like a like a fairy tale sign behind that because the way you just looked at that chair when you <laughs> said that was almost like the lust in your eyes to have him sitting in that chair. You're just like, <laughs> he could be right there, man, just sitting
0: right there. Would you shit your pants if he was actually like a listener? i squirt a little bit. A little, yeah, little like guys, I'll, I'll be on the show. Don't worry about it. That'd be it. pretty cool. That'd be sweet. So what that'd do you that'd got? Be cool.
1: I'm gonna actually tie my recommendation into what we had just discussed because it is also relevant to our movie choice this week, which we do apologize for our listeners out there to have a double take again. Maybe now this time you've actually seen the documentary <laughs> and there's no excuses on Miles Davis a few weeks back. <laughs> Um, if
0: we have to recommend it twice, that means you should watch you it need at least watch once. This shit. <laughs> even though it was like not even
1: close to being our best recommendation, it's like, but this one you need to watch twice.
0: Oh, by the way, <laughs> you need to know. On speaking of Instagram and movies, did you see Adam Rifkin, the director of Detroit Rock City, liked our post? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I did not know that. What post? Oh, on the Detroit, Detroit Rock, Rock City?
1: City. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, that is very fucking
0: cool. Connections. We're making connections all day long here on RATMP. All day.
1: So the album I'm going to recommend is actually the Frank Zappa Mothers of Invention album because there are two eras of Frank Zappa. The Mothers of Invention era is definitely my favorite. The 1966 release entitled Freak Out, I'm going to recommend the opening track, Hungry Freaks, Daddy. Nice. Very good song. So that also ties into our movie recommendation, which I know for a fact we haven't recommended. It's simply entitled Zappa. It's a 2020 documentary, basically about Frank Zappa. To essentially put it down, don't need to go into much more than that. Directed by Alex Winter. You can find this documentary on YouTube. Ironically enough, Voodoo, Amazon Prime for a small price, or our favorite.
0: The Water Twig. For free. Yes. (laughs) On the Water Twig. Water Twig. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, that kind of wraps it up for this week. This is another episode of Rage Against the Mainstream Podcast for the books. We would like to thank all of you for your continued support and continuing continuing listenership, I guess you could call it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So thank you all for listening and uh, I'm not going to suck your dicks too hard. Uh, write to us on our social medias. Yeah, we'll leave you some skin. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook.com slash RATM Podcast, Instagram and Twitter at RATM Podcast, and our email at RATM Podcast at gmail.com. But until then, this is Rage Against the Mainstream signing off. I'm Bill. I'm Steve. Have a good night, guys. Thanks for listening.